Hello and welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. My name is Brian Stone, and I am the Associate Editor at Bank Automation News. Joining me today is Peter Galvin, Chief Growth Officer at NMI. Peter discusses how banks can streamline the customer and merchant adoption of the upcoming PaaS wallet, the technological challenges faced by launching this new wallet, and why its cybersecurity measures may be better than its current competitors. Um, what makes the Pays Digital Wallet so significant is it's backed by a number of different financial institutions. And I think that you know having that backing is very helpful because as some of the research that we've seen has shown that um, many consumers or almost most consumers look to get their you know new financial information from their um, from their banking um, partnerships. Um, and it's also true of merchants. So part of the part of the opportunity with PaaS is that um, because the banks have both merchant relationships and consumer relationships, they can bring those two together so that a digital wallet in that case can be used by the consumers and to their their merchant banks. Is that is that what primarily differentiates it from its, you know, Apple wallet type counterparts? I think from what we've seen, um, I think that is true, right? Is that um, people generally very much trust banks. Um, they, you know, they look at banks for, you know, security, anti-fraud, um, and for relationships. And the expectation from some of the consumer uh, studies that we've seen is that consumers still, even though there's a lot of other fintech organizations, um, almost half of them look to their their banking and their banking relationships to provide them insights onto new types of technology. Um, that they may want to use. So I think PaaS has, you know, that's the opportunity PaaS has. I think there's also probably a, a few challenges that they face, given that they're a little more uh, of a late entrant into this marketplace. Um, but that certainly is the basis of where their strengths lie, is that they do have those existing relationships. Um, they do have um, the ability to potentially attach PaaS to um, to any of their online banking uh, applications. And so if you go into your online banking application, for example, and then there's an offer for PaaS, they, they have the opportunity to get to lots and lots more consumers and merchants um, and, and help them build more stickier uh, relationships with those, um, with those consumers and merchants uh, through offering something like PaaS. So I, I want to get into something that you mentioned uh, in your in your previous answer, which is challenges. Um, uh, you know, one of them that you brought up was was them being sort of a late uh, late to the game, rather. What other f- sort of challenges do you foresee with this digital wallet? Well, I think the the ch- the biggest challenge is how do you get the digital wallet on someone's phone, right? So what is the incentive? What is the the differentiation that they can provide that drives, you know, me as a consumer or um, me as a merchant to add that capability to my commerce page, for example. Um, and part of it is the challenges is that you've already, you know, as a consumer, um, if you have an Apple phone or a Google phone, you you may already have those native wallets in your in your um, on your phones and are using those today. I think an example of a, a good challenge is if you look at um, the early adopters of you know things like Apple Pay and Google Pay, what they found was the first credit card that was put into that digital wallet 
was the credit card that's used most often. And, and many of the other credit cards, for example, or payments, if they could have been debit cards as well, weren't used. So I think that's the, the challenge um, that PaaS has is how do you get, um, what is it that incentivizes consumers to be able to take and download that wallet? And what are the benefits that they get from doing that? Um, the second piece is you also need the merchants, right? So you need the merchants to be able to easily accept that PaaS app as part of their e-commerce journey or even as part of, you know, potentially if they want to move to, um, you know, physical stores or point of sale, they need to be able to have the merchants um, accept that wallet as well. And so those are the, the biggest challenges because you've already got, you know, Google, Apple, PayPal, um, as you know, as kind of primary payment options on many of these merchant pages, um, and you know there are other technologies too they're competing with, which is like buy now, pay later, for example. So there is a little bit of there could be a little bit of um, from a merchant standpoint um, that they've got so many payment um, methods on their on their web pages that it could get start to get a little bit overwhelming for a consumer. Yeah, and one of the things that you talked about was was uh, you know I guess informing customers of the potential benefits of using PaaS. How can these you know banks that are teaming up to to launch this mobile wallet sort of educate their customers and in a a broader sense and and sort of inform them of those you know potential benefits of using it? Yeah, well, I think the primary opportunity they really have is um, either through their existing um, applications, you know, mobile applications that they have on on a phone or a tablet, or through um, their online banking interfaces, right? And that's that's the way that, like, if you think about when you go into your um, your account, you know, if you're going online, for example, into your account, you start to see a number of different offers usually from, um, from your banking or financial institution. And those offers sometimes are different types of loans or new technologies and services. So I think as part of that process, right, they're going to need to be able to, to provide both the education and the capability to easily integrate that into, um, into my, um, my, my phone or tablet, or um, again on somebody's web page, and I think that's the beginning. I think the other part is is that you know part of that is also a brand um, capability that they need to go after, and so um, you know they probably need to spend as a consortium um, some money on marketing um, and branding to be able to you know reach more people in a much wider audience. Um, but I think some of the best opportunities, especially as they're looking to um, move into this digital wallet app application space is using how they're interconnecting with their customers today and especially you know when you think about a digital wallet how are you interconnecting with your uh, you know consumers and merchants digitally so you're doing that either through a through a through your mobile app or you're doing it online through your online banking opportunity and so i think those are kind of the two the two ways that they can begin to educate and to drive adoption of PaaS to their um, either their consumers or their merchants. Yeah, and we can use PaaS as sort of the the launch point for this uh, broader question. You know, one of the one of the things I always hear uh, from my interview subjects is banking, financial services is not a uh, typically a quick moving market. Like they're slow to 
to change, you know, make wholesale changes, things like that. Why do you think the financial services industry, you know, banks included, are typically slow to be able to inform their users of these new technologies, you know, like you can use PaaS as the example here? Well, I think there's a built-in conservatism with banks, which I think in general is a good thing. Um, you you want your bank to to be somewhat conservative because they're they're actually dealing with your money. Um, some of the other fintech startups, you know, they're they can be a little more fast or loose because they're maybe not they're not as regulated and they're also not necessarily always dealing directly with your money. Um, and so I think in the cases of, of banks, they are they are conservative by nature um, for a number of reasons, right? They at the at the end of the day, their main job is to protect you know their depositors and and uh, their their bondholders and their stockholders, right? And so they are very concerned about things like fraud, making sure that they're compliant, um, and making sure that there, you know, there's no opportunity for any of these, you know, anything bad to happen. Because there's a big brand, you know, reputation that many of these banks have that maybe some other, you know, fintech organization or fintech company doesn't have to rely on, right? And so if you think about how banks, you know, go to market and think about themselves, you know, it's they've been in business for a long time, they're trusted, you know, a lot of the the things that you think about a bank and the reason you go to a bank is because of they're maybe a little bit more conservative. And I think if you look at some of the survey results, you know, even though there are a lot of these new fintechs and, and a lot of um, new organizations, you still saw that about half of the consumers that we spoke to still look to their bank to be able to give them um, give them information on new technologies and new capabilities. And I think that has a lot to do with that trust factor. And so where I think, you know, I think banks are much more, they're conservative, in a way to make sure that nothing bad bad happens, right? And so I think that's the the main driver for some of that, um, you know, kind of conservative, slow moving, you know, uh, types of activities that they get uh, they get accused of. The last question I had here, sort of wrapping all of this up, you know, we've talked about what these banks can do, and especially with PaaS to sort of get the word out, you know, increased marketing, things like that. And then we just talked about the considerations that these banks have to make. So with all of this said, what can, in this case, PaaS, what can it do to make adoption of, you know, this mobile wallet, for example, more efficient moving forward? I think that they they have to, you know, do a couple things. One is, first of all, lean into the, that security trust anti-fraud kind of capability that that banks are known for. Um, I think the other part is, you know, consortiums are always difficult. Um, and so ensuring that, you know, the, the banks are all aligned on the goals and that they're trying to achieve. Um, so if you have a number of different, you know, people in a consortium and they're not aligned with how, how they're going to go to market or how they're going to have um, their their consumers, their clients, consumers, or merchants adopt this technology, then you get, you know, you get some friction in that, in that overall relationship. And also you need to properly resource it, right? So, you know, you are, there, there are other incumbents out there with digital wallets already. So you, you need to understand that you are not in that necessarily leadership position. And so you need to make sure that you're, you know, funding the technology making sure the technology works um, making sure you're talking to you know you 
you know, and, and are considered a trusted advisor for, at, for your clients and merchants. Um, and also, you know, continue to build those good relationships and make 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 the opportunity for downloading or using that digital wallet very easy. You know, convenience is one of the key things that uh, consumers are looking for today. And so it needs to be very convenient, you know, convenient to download, convenient to use, convenient to make purchases. Um, and it needs to be somewhat ubiquitous in the market to be able to, to you know, expand um, expand their value proposition. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Please follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. And as a reminder, you can rate this podcast on your platform of choice. Be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com.